so, uh, so yeah. So I've been playing a lot of Doom lately. Doom? The I've been having a 2016-a-thon in my house. I've been playing Doom and The Witness. The game that inspired the movie starring The Rock, no, Dwayne no, no, Johnson? No, 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 no. That was, that was, uh, that I don't was know Doom. when that Doom was. That wasn't inspired by the game? <clears throat> I mean, that movie was inspired... They made a they made sort of a Doom revival kind of for I think it was for Xbox 360. I think Keith Urban was in that. Not Keith Urban. Carl Urban. Keith Urban's a country <laughs> singer that's married to uh I married almost to was with Aquaman's you mom. What's her name? What's the what's the Australian lady that used to be married to Tom Cruise? Now she's married to Keith Urban. <laughs> okay, I'm she was Aquaman's mom. Like this. She was in Far and Away. She she was lovely. She was very far attractive away. woman. Ah, oh, her name is redheaded it's definitely actress. Definitely an N word. Nicole Kidman. Not the one Kidman. you're thinking about, yep. Mr. Tim Allen. But it Nicole is definitely an Kidman. Thank yes. you. Thank you for helping me find that. <laughs> that would have taken me all day. I think she she did not inspire the movie Doom either. Nope. No, I just um, I've had this this Doom game for a while, and so it is different than the movie. It's, I mean. It is not completely dissimilar from the movie, but uh, the movie was based on an older version. version? Oh, okay. This was one that came out just a couple of years ago. It's very fast-paced. All right. Very So the movie inspired fast. the game in this case. Is the, it was the game that was inspired by the movie that was inspired by the game that was an update of a much earlier game. That makes perfect sense. Doom, Why didn't you just say that? <laughs> doom spans so, so is doom ages. is doom like demons or is it like uh uh martians you know aliens mix mix actually mix? the, the space premise, demons the premise of this yeah the premise of this new doom the devil's is devil's got a spaceship so this is what makes it so fun they they uh they've completely leaned into it and it's uh, you are the Doom Marine. You wake up in a sarcophagus. Doom Marine. That's that is basically who. We, All right. You know, colorfully known as the Doom as Doom Guy. So everyone wakes up in sarcophagi. No, just this guy. It is it is played as though you are the character from those original games. Okay. And that you were resurrected by a business cult. I always got Doom and Duke Nukem confused. You know what? That's reasonable. That's perfectly reasonable. They were both like uh, what are first player games, right? Yeah, first person shooters, yeah, kind of yeah. pioneering in those. And Duke Nukem was kind of the edgier version. <laughs> you could pee in the toilets and give dollars to the strippers. You could pee in the toilets? Why does that need to be in a game? I think you game? could pee in the toilets. Maybe I'm wrong about that. There have been many games you can pee in toilets. In what scenario was peeing in a toilet entertaining? I mean, in the early 90s that's one of the That's one of the most mundane parts of my day. I, hey, I, I don't want to relive that in. Let's. I'd be like if I could like husk corn in a game. You haven't played Corn Husker three thousand. Is that out now? Yes. Oh man, just barely hit Steam. I'm gonna have to get an Xbox. No, but this this new Doom. It's the idea of you are kind of a religious figure in the universe, and there is a corporation mining hell energy on Mars. Wow. And you are awakened to try to deal with the uh, hell energy getting out of hand. <laughs> It's it's I'm really enjoying it. Oh. I have done the very uh my age thing if I just kicked it down to easy and I'm just running breezy. <sighs> Why not? Same with husking corn. I I'm realizing that I I uh compared me using a toilet to husking corn, if that tells you anything. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to change up your diet. I guess. I, that that did occur to me. 
how great would it be if you could dial your your life back to easy? That like, would look, be. I'm not so going to get all. I'm not going to get all the achievements, but I am <laughs> going to get to enjoy the story at my own pace. Wouldn't that be nice, though? I mean, you can. I guess if if you're better with money than I am, one could do that. No, no, no you don't get to say. See, now you're talking about the type of game that you only get the true ending if you play it on legendary difficulty. To me, playing on easy in real life would be like living within your means type of scenario. I can, I can or being super rich and somebody else just as gave someone you the who money. is incredibly bad with money, living within <laughs> your means is not easy mode. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not living in easy mode. I know that. Like, oh no, Captain Marvel came out this weekend. <laughs> it's not on easy mode. I finally saw Captain Marvel. Did you see Captain Marvel on this episode 46 of Late to the Party with Travis Tate? I'm Jake. I indeed did. Yes, that's when I saw okay. it. Okay, so. We we left out a part where I spoiled it for you. Yes, we, you, you did. You were kind enough to edit that because I'm a, I'm a <laughs> straight up dum dum. It was funny because when I was listening back editing, there was something about the cat. Yes. That you didn't want to spoil for me. Okay. And then, and then you spoiled a major character reveal instead. In retro, in, but in <laughs> retrospect, do you feel like it ended up being a, mer- a major character reveal? And do you feel like the cat was the thing that you wanted to have be a surprise? No, it definitely wasn't a major character reveal. It was very blasé how they revealed it, to be honest with you. Uh, the cat, it had so much buildup. I knew something was going on with the cat. And then just, you know, memes kind on the internet and things like that. People got, were, uh, got so, built up too much right, for you. Right, I knew it was not just a normal cat. What did they call it? A Neffler or something like that? Yeah. So, I think something to that extent. Uh, fl- flurkin, I flurkin, think. Flurkin, yeah, Neffler. I don't know. Muffler. <laughs> if flirkin i think might have been it yeah but yeah i knew there was something going on with the cat but yeah overall i enjoyed the movie i really did Fun i thought it was, yeah i know a lot of people were saying it was just ho-hum i think the only way fair way to compare it is to compare it to other marvel origin movies in my opinion because mm-hmm. you can't you can't compare that well, to uh thor ragnarok it's not fair they've had three movies to figure out thor yeah and they also had the incredible hulk in there to play off of and it's not fair to compare it to the avengers movies i think if you compare it to iron man one ant-man uh all those other ones the only origin movie in the marvel universe that i liked more was captain america yeah the first avenger um so it's my second favorite Marvel origin movie. I think we did talk about on an episode where I had had uh, had just saw it that uh, I think maybe the advertising was doing a little bit of a disservice of acting like this is like nothing you've ever seen. Like it's, yeah, it's it's a I enjoy it. I like that movie a lot. I don't think <clears> it's any any you know I I don't feel like it came out of left field as far as Marvel movies goes. I will say until about. Three quarters of the way in, I was trying to figure out the timeline, and it kind of kept me, you know, it's not like I figured it out from the start. I was still kind of like, where are they going with this? Is she from Earth? Does she have, like, these implanted memories? Because in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they used Kree DNA to bring back Coulson, and they implanted memories in him. So I think I was overthinking it, and I was thinking, are these memories implanted in her, kind of like they did with Coulson? So, I mean... That was probably more thinking than I needed to do while watching the movie. <laughs> Having but, not watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., does 
Does there does it feel like there's weird context there, considering you know Coulson's in it? Um, a little bit. Yeah, not not a ton, but it it was a nice it was a nice thing to see him. Smooth Coulson. Smooth Coulson. Smooth he, young Coulson. He look a little plasticky to you. I mean, yeah. I mean, as compared to they like, made him look twenty years younger. Samuel looked legit younger. Well, Samuel L. Jackson does not look like he's in his seventies in real life. He doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't necessarily know how to judge that outright but he looks like a much older man in real life yeah yeah but they did a they did a nice job maybe yeah. just the difference of him actually having hair also makes that the, difference the hair thing was i don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if jarring is the right word but uh i think it's that he's always i think in his acting career he, i've only ever known him as someone who has a receding hairline yeah i, I know a lot of people were upset or, about or a ridiculous afro right yeah, <laughs> and handlebar mustache. I know a lot of people are upset about how Nick Fury loses his eye. I kind of saw that one coming, to be honest with you. I didn't have a huge problem with it. I think it's funny in context now. If yeah, sure. Go back and watch <clears throat> the legends of Nick Fury. It makes me wonder. If I'm, I'm going <laughs> to say anything about it, he seemed pretty um, nonchalant about it. Yeah, there wasn't. <laughs> he almost did turn into a little bit of Pulp Fiction there pretty close (laughs) when it happened yeah but uh i thought the the twist and i'm not going to spoil anything the twist with the scrolls i I, that what they did with them was very interesting i did not Uh, see that coming i think ben mendelson was the high point of that movie yeah he was great he's incredibly charming in that especially considering he's you know playing a green google face dude and a traditionally evil race of beings in the marvel universe so still very charming to make yeah to come off as as likable was pretty cool and i thought personally the ending i think i kind of wanted that where i'm not going to spoil anything captain marvel saves the day okay that's yeah, not she goes, that's not a spoiler you, know, you, you kind of get that in and the ads and stuff she goes pretty buck she dominates it's like a 16 seed versus a one seed in the ncaa t- tournament yeah. she just rips through and after uh the last avengers movie infinity war i think i needed that i think it's fair to say that a returning bad guy uh pooped his pants yes yeah for sure (laughs) and that was somebody we knew it was going to be in it it's lee pace playing ronan the accuser yeah from the guardians of the galaxy movies and he was like "Mm, i think i'm gonna step back and uh but it's live to fight another day (laughs) yeah but I enjoyed it. Fun movie. Right. It just I if I say if I were to say anything, it suffers slightly from trying to be hyped as something it ne- not necessarily is. Yeah, they definitely did overhype it, just, which yeah. I, I think was not smart. Let it let it be that movie's doing fine. So I don't yeah, think anybody's yeah, really of course. But I think when you come out and say this is groundbreaking, this is something that's never been seen before. I mean, it's really got to deliver. I suppose also it could be said, it could be it could be that we're just not necessarily the people who felt it that way. What happened to the like the reviews from the '90s? It was a rip roaring good time, <laughs> a roller coaster ride at the movies, something like that. You'd be like, okay, cool, and you'd walk out and go, definitely was a roller coaster ride. It was rip roaring. Well, but yeah, like the, the ending, I, I I totally I was happy with how it ended, like. I needed that dominant, just, you know. Could you replicate that for me? 
Okay. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, what else is there to say? Captain Marvel, a triumph. Go see it if you haven't. I think I was Get the last person. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think I mentioned it also is what I was saying about that was when I saw it, it was opening night and there was a lot of very specific cheering and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was like, oh, yeah, I'm, there, there is maybe an audience that is not me who is getting way more out of this than I am. Right. No, I get that. I get that. The The really ironic thing is my daughter wouldn't go with us to see it. It was me and my wife and my two sons went and saw it. Huh. My daughter didn't want to go. Did she, the Stan- she said she gets headaches when we go to the movie oh, theater. Oh, weird. Yeah. Did the Stan Lee cameo land for you? Yeah, yeah. What made it funny? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I got it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Enjoyed it. Good Enjoy times. Enjoy it. Good times. Oh, <sighs> Captain Marvel. Look forward to what she's going to do in uh, in game. Um. So there, there is the mid credits thing, right? That's supposed to be the setup for the new one. Did you feel like that didn't really tell you anything? You didn't kind of know. Pretty much. Yeah. It. Yeah. It, I saw a few articles. She's there like now. <laughs> breaking down what right. Captain Marvel's mid credit scene means. Like, it means she showed up. It makes me wonder, does the way she traveled through space not age her? Was 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 she only gone for like a year in her timeline? You know what? Or that, that could does be... she just not age because of the the power that she has? I want to assume that's the case. Because if she keeps doing these movies, eventually she's going to start to look a little bit older. That's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll see if they explain any or if it's just... I mean, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, did you know that another Captain Marvel, a third Captain Marvel, is in that movie? Uh, is it a third Captain Marvel? A third Captain Marvel is in that movie. Well, we were wondering if the daughter of her friend has something to do with anything. You would be correct. Monica Rambeau uh, becomes a Captain Marvel. and becomes an even better character. Uh, I believe it's Spectrum. And that's the daughter and not the mother? The daughter, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I see. really hope that they Spectrum, follow. Spectrum, huh? I really hope that they follow that because that's a character that I like a lot. Oh, that's cool. She, uh, there, I there, figured there, there was something to her. I, I just, I, I had a hunch. Yeah, yeah. It's a, she, she becomes a, <laughs> she becomes Captain Marvel, uh, is an Avenger for a while, and then takes on a different name. And there was a really cool uh, book that I read called Next Wave: Agents of Hate. Ooh. That it, it's more of a parody book, and she talks a lot about being disenfranchised with the Avengers and working in that male environment. And I don't mm-hmm. think they'll follow that, but yeah, you never I know. hope they still just make her a cool character. You never, ever know. No, no, you don't. Girl power. Hey, you want to know what I watched, Travis? What did you watch? Uh, our friend Craig. <laughs> you know our friend Craig. Not racist friend Craig? No, he's not racist at all. He... Um, was talking to me about having watched this movie and then immediately kind of backtracked it when I said I was going to put it on my Netflix. Uh, I watched the Denzel Washington powerhouse, The Equalizer. And how was it? I know Joey Diaz loves that movie. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. He told me specifically, you got to see it, dog. In a way, I really enjoyed that movie. (laughs) It is a really bad movie. Is it? Denzel Washington made a Steven Seagal movie. Is that the one where he goes, I wish you had more time? 
Or is that Man on Fire? I think that's Man I on Fire. I get him confused. I like Man on Fire a lot. That's okay. a cool movie. Okay. It's a little, little bit of a Debbie Downer movie, but I, I like that movie a lot. It's definitely not the one where he goes, King Kong ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> he doesn't. Technically, he doesn't say that in any movie, <laughs> but he does say He doesn't say that in, in uh, the, the cop movie? No, he says King Kong ain't got shit on me. Oh, well, I just heard it on the commercials. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I haven't actually day. seen it. It's it's pretty obvious now. Training Day's a uh, Training Day. Enjoy- that's it. It's an enjoyable movie. Okay. It's a bit on the R-rated side though. Uh, the Equalizer is the wonderful tale of an elderly gentleman who uh, works at Home Depot. Works at a Home Depot like. All right. And uh, he is pushed to the edge when you find out he is not the man that he seems to be. Falling down with a twist. No, not falling down. <laughs> no, it's uh, Denzel Washington made a Liam Neeson movie, uh, but okay. it's but it's over the top like a Seagal movie. <laughs> it is really fun to watch. It is really dumb, but it is so fun to watch. He uh, he, nothing can happen in that movie. Can I ask you something? Oh, please. Would you say it was dumb if it wasn't Denzel Washington? If it wasn't Denzel Washington, I don't know that I would have watched it. Okay, but let's just say, okay, what, what's a comparable oh, actor well, to well, Denzel? Say, it's, what it's I'm asking the... is, do you expect more from a Denzel movie as far as like I would, highbrowness? I wouldn't really think that Denzel Washington would be interested in doing a movie like this. He's, okay. he's generally speaking What if it was Nicolas Cage? If it was Nicolas, if it was Nicolas Cage, I definitely would have watched it. <laughs> I would say because it is very much in his in his wheelhouse. If it were a Liam Neeson movie, I still would have watched it, and okay. I still would have thought it was dumb. Okay, because it's about a guy in his you know late fifties, early sixties, uh, whooping Batusi on <laughs> you know really ripped out guys who are, who are also trained mercenaries, just not as you know razor sharp trained as him. Right. It's it it. If you saw, and this is also, you know, it's based on the old TV show, correct? I don't even know if the there was old an TV old TV show. show called The Equalizer, which I never watched. Okay. Which I kind of want to watch now because there are reference points. Like, how old he, is it? It is. I believe it was eighties. <laughs> Who's eighties? Maybe early nineties. Who was in it? Old white guy. Old one, white guy. That one I'll have to look up. Peter Graves. I'll start. I'll look that up a little later when you're in the middle of something. But. Okay. Uh, it's very much the kind of nothing can happen in the movie without him being there for the catalyst and being the guy who takes care of it. <laughs> in a lot of ways, uh, this isn't a spoiler. So he works He works for this Home Depot-like thing. Okay. And they're having a softball game. And there's a slow motion of the guy on first base going back like, I got it, I got it. And he's going back and you see from out of nowhere he's come from right field or left field. I guess that would be... That would be right field. It's right field facing, right? Yeah. Haven't sure. played yeah. baseball in a long time. Yeah. From right field, he charges in and snatches the ball away and is the hero of the game. That's the winning catch. And it's it's a lot of things like that where it's like... He's ball hog. He, he is the ball hog of the movie. And <laughs> it's, right. I think personally, and this is maybe putting on a little bit of a beret for it, is it steals character development from a lot of the other characters when they're basically being babysat by him <laughs> in ways that they don't even necessarily need to be... Ba- Need to be babysat or something ridiculous is going on. But all that aside, I had a blast watching this movie. All right. So The Equalizer. 
catch it before it catches you. <laughs> uh, did you hear? I don't know. I know you're not currently following wrestling. WrestleMania 35, the main event. First time ever. Main event, they're going to close the show with a woman's match. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. This it's is going to be uh, Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw women's title. Does Charlotte Flair. Because. I know Ronda Rousey is this huge thing they're pushing, mm-hmm. and I know Becky Lynch is the man. That's yeah. that's her, right? Yeah, she's the hottest wrestler going right now. Does it? Does Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. seem like like the like? Charlotte Flair is it, is probably the most is, accomplished female wrestler of all time, and she's really only been in WWE for like five years. Yeah, she's probably in her early thirties. Uh, she just won her eighth title. So you don't feel th- like this Tuesday she won it. This isn't coming off like you're being inserted into this because your last name's Flair and you get to be here well, because we you want to. I think one of the reasons they inserted her into it is because Becky Lynch was actually in real life having knee problems. Oh, okay. So it was a just in case Becky's not ready to go. We still have a main event type thing. So I think that's one of the reasons. But also her storyline parallels Becky Lynch's so much that it's not absurd to put her in there. And it also allows probably her to take the pin. Becky Lynch will probably pin Charlotte Flair to win the title. And then Ronda Rousey doesn't take the pin and she still looks strong. And then she can go away and have a kid or whatever she's going to do. But she still looks strong. Does that make sense? Sometimes that happens. You'll see a triple threat match or like a fatal four way or something like that. And it's because... The champion is giving up the title for some reason. They're going away or they just want to go with somebody else. But they want to make that person still look strong. So somebody else takes the pinfall pinfall instead. So it's probably something like that. But it's historic because it's the first time at a WrestleMania that a women's match is going to close the show. So That's cool. It's pretty cool. It's going to be a fun match. It's going to be like six hours long show probably. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. I've, I no, no, no. I I have heard. Uh, I have heard some people who are fans of that talk about like WrestleMania is a kind of painfully long event. It is, and then it's the one that everybody watches that is even remotely into wrestling, and it makes it buffer a lot, especially toward the end of the night. <laughs> so it makes it even longer, and it gets a little frustrating, to be honest with yeah, you. A, a show I listen to, one of the the uh, hosts goes every. He does the thing where he goes every year and gets to take home a, a folding chair. A with folding him and chair, like okay. That. And they they've talked some about how uh, it is way longer than it needs to be, and they wish that they would find some ways to trim it a little bit. Yeah, but at the same time, if it was three hours, people would complain about that. People are going to complain no matter. What. I mean, yeah. if you paid. $400 to get a really good seat. Are you going to complain because it was a six hour show? I <laughs> I mean, really, they're giving you way more money or way more show for your money. I guess it depends on how People, it feels. That's a first world problem. I don't follow that <laughs> stuff really that is. closely. So if I were that into it, a, a three hour show, I'm also, I am also of the age where I just, you know, I, I've told you, I go to a lot of concerts and I, I was talking with another friend of mine and you get, I should be excited to see this band, but it's usually after maybe a half hour. I'm kind of like, I, I can be okay with this. I've being seen done. it. Yeah. No, I get it. 
I definitely get it. Does the name Edward Woodward ring any bells? Not at all. Because that was the Equalizer from 1985 to 1989. They should have called him the redundant Lizer, Edward <laughs> Woodward. Uh, I'm also seeing photos. Steve Buscemi was on the Equalizer in wow. 1985. Little see, Steve Buscemi. You want to see a very young Buscemi? I do, in fact. So look at that wow, smooth. Wow, look that at smooth that Buscemi. He looks like a regular Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> he does look like a regular <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Skeet Buscemi. Skeet Buscemi. <laughs> so yeah, so there's that. I'm writing down Skeet Buscemi. <laughs> From the Boo. window to the I don't wall. know how to spell Buscemi correctly, but oh, skeet, skeet, Buscemi. <laughs> um, do you, do you want do you want to talk about uh, Zack Snyder? Uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, I want to talk about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Okay, I finally saw that. Are, are we are we having our watched on segment? Yeah, I mean, okay. why not? That's I cool. watched it. I really enjoyed it. I was kind of sad that. Uh, it's out on video now, so I feel like I'm spoilers sad that it's are out okay. On video. Why do you? Why <clears throat> no. don't you like it that other people can see it? Travis? I'm sad that the Chris Pine Peter Parker dies at the beginning. Yeah, I was like, oh, <clears throat> because he was really likable for the short time he was in there. But man, it was really good. It really was good. Yeah, I enjoyed I, I, what they did with Miles Morales, and I mean, of course, there's that thing they've done a bunch of times where. You get the power, you don't believe in yourself, and then finally you're able to believe in yourself. But I thought the way they did it was really cool, where uh, all the other spider people were like, he can't go. He just can't go because he, he's going to get hurt. And then they they all go off to, burn to fight out, the enemy. and Burn out Peter Parker is the one who believes in him. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. That was, uh, I don't remember his real name. It's Nick Miller from uh, The New Girl was the burnt-out Peter Parker, and he was I, good, and Spider-Gwen was good, uh, John Mulaney as Spider-Pig was good. It was, uh, I think, was it, who was Spider-Gwen? Who did the voice? Yeah. I'm looking that stuff up right now. It was, like, Haley Steinfeld or something? Yeah? I think. I, I think that's who it was. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse. Bring it home on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's what I did. Can we bring it home on Blu-ray today? <laughs> I brought it on home to me. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. I enjoyed I would, it. I wish there, you know, they did pretty good as far as establishing all there's there. Uh, I wish there could have been room to explore some of the spider, the spiders a little more. Well, I think there probably will be in the future, especially at the end. They introduce thinking about Jake Johnson. Yeah. Is it yeah. Johnson or Johansson? Oh, it's Johnson, Johnson on here. Okay, yeah. Jake Johansson's a comic. You were correct about Haley Steinfeld. It is Haley Steinfeld. And then the surprise of Nicolas Cage being in there. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to something just the other day where they they told a perhaps real, perhaps fake anecdote that uh, he was uh, doing his lines and the people weren't really feeling it. And they kept coaching him like, could you do it this way? Could you do it this way? And finally, <laughs> Nicolas Cage was like, oh, see... So you just want me to go full cage then. Right. Like, yeah, right. and they, they had it from there on. <laughs> I kind of want to see an entire movie of all those characters, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then they introduced Spider-Man 2099 at the end. That was cool. 2099. Are you giving away spoilers? That was... Oh. No, it's, it's well, not, it's, it's, it's out on video, so I think... 
And that was Oscar Isaac, I think, doing that voice. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. But it was a lot of fun. The animation uh, was weird at first for me, but the longer the movie went on, I, it didn't bother me as much. It was cool when you find out uh, the secret about his uncle. Did you like Super Thick Fisk? It was so absurdly. Oh, Kingpin's so thick. Is Kingpin here now torturing your dog? Yo, Kingpin Kingpin out there laying two-fisted haymakers into my poor dog. (laughs) It was ridiculously big. Dogs don't care because Kingpin got booty. He was really big. He was (laughs) like... Bugs Bunny cartoon big. <laughs> there were a lot of there were a lot of scenes that like continuity wise, if you're gonna be goofy about that, like how how did he get into this room? Oh yeah. I'm <laughs> like he's in a car at one point. I'm like, how how he did just he just kind of appears car? out of the car? <laughs> right. He's bigger than the car. It's I I came to it it is completely ridiculous and I eventually came to enjoy it just because it's so silly. And it it was the vehicle for me annoying my son every time he was mm. on screen. I'd go, ooh, look at that kingpin. Ooh, <laughs> so thick. I like what they did with Doc Ock. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't like the Green Goblin. It was, I guess that's the that's um, the ultimate the universe. ultimate Green Goblin. It's too big. It's, yeah. I mean, that's the the whole Miles Morales thing comes from the you know Ultimate Comics, and that they kind of had to. You said you didn't like him killing Chris Pine, Spider Man. That's, you know. That's sort of the catalyst for his story. Is yeah, him I know. taking over is that universe's Spider-Man. I just felt like they could have like uh, had him get kidnapped or trapped or something like that, and then they had to save him because they could have coexisted. Peter Parker and Miles Morales. There didn't have to, to be just one. Because one of the reasons I thought is because when he finds Miles Morales in the right before he dies, actually, they both look at each other and they get the Spidey sense. Yeah. And uh, he's like, he's that. like, you're like me, and I thought that was really cool. He was excited that there was somebody like him. I was really impressed that they were able to basically, because that and that and Batman are two properties where every time they make a new one of them, it's like, do we have to tell? Like, are we going to see the pearls falling around the ground? Are we <laughs> going to see him? Right. You know, Uncle Ben, and they kind of told the origins. You know, was it four or five different times? And it didn't really feel. It didn't. They told like they told it a bunch of times. I don't yeah, know how but many, it but. was it was different because it was different for each character, and also there was some humor to it. And it was like, all right, let's do this just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they were short. That's the key. They were short. On here, Oscar Isaac is tagged as his voice is interesting person number one. Oh really? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, I did not like their scorpion. I but barely that, even remember the scorpion. Oh yeah, it was. Beaten, I, I it remember was him now. Pitch. It was. Uh, he was a Latin man. It was too much. I, I don't care that it's a Latin man. I just thought it was too much. I didn't mind it, to be honest with you. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough. Do you like Prowler? Gabe liked Prowler. A I lot. did like Prowler, and it took me a minute. To rem- like to realize that was the Prowler because I knew the story of uh, Aaron Morales because Aaron Morales is in Homecoming. That's who Donald Glover is. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I knew the story of Aaron Morales. I just didn't put together that that character was the Prowler until uh, he went to his uh, uncle's apartment. I was like, oh, that's the Prowler because they never actually <laughs> said his name. 
I was just wondering, who's this guy? He's like, he's got skills. Like he's chasing him down, and he can move. I. It would be nice if they made more stories. It just they told a really good story, and I'm yeah. I, you know, I, I could see it becoming a series on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, you want to make a series, that's fine. But that that movie wraps really well as a contained story. I want to see a Spider Ham or. Spider Pig, what it what was it? It was Spider Ham, right? Oh, you can see that they do have a, a, a Spider Pig. It confuses me because Spider Pig was in the Simpsons movie. Do you remember that Spider yes. Pig? Yes, I spider do. Spider Pig. <laughs> if you watch the extras, there is a Spider Ham short. Oh, is there? I haven't watched any yeah. of the extras. Okay, they have some. Uh, they have some fun shorts on character. The way they developed all the characters. There is that story out there that John Mulaney, when he first started doing the voice work, was swearing a lot. I don't believe that. I mean, he swears in a stand-up. It's not like he's oh, squeaky clean. I'm sure he does. I just think that they treat it like, I, I went in there and I was swearing. And then I, I stopped and said, like, oh, is this for kids? Like, you're playing Spider-Ham. I mean, I don't think, even if he was, who cares? Because they're not going to use that anyway. I no, mean, it's if, just that obvious trivia that goes around. I, oh. I think John Mulaney's smarter than not understanding that he couldn't say the F word in, as Spider-Ham in a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, um, it whether it's true or not. If I mean, sometimes maybe that's just where he, what he needed to do just to find where he was going with the scene. You know what I mean? He's there never done be voice acting before, so I don't really. I don't think he's so. got a really distinct voice. That would that, I'm surprised he'd never been tapped for doing. So. Well, he does stand up. I mean, yeah, but he's he he has a character like voice. He doesn't act with. a ton. I mean, he wasn't. He was a head writer on Saturday Night Live. But he wasn't really in very many sketches. That wasn't his deal. And then he had his uh, sitcom on Fox that lasted one year. It wasn't good. I watched it. It was like, this is uncomfortable because I really liked him. Well, and it just didn't is, work. He has a character-like voice. It's like if you if you ever hear John oh, yeah, DiMaggio sure. talk, it's like that guy's yeah. voice. Just that guy's bass Speaking voices like that, that's kind of a character work type voice. Well, Mulaney's got that, like, a 1920s newsman voice. Yes, yes. (laughs) So, it worked. I like that a lot. So, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I watched that. I also watched, and you dared me to watch this. What did I dare you to watch? Transformers. (laughs) The Last Night. Travis, I'm going to... Travis, take me on a journey. Take me on a journey of your feelings about The Last Night. Okay, so it starts don't, out. Don't hold. I don't. Don't bury the lead. Don't give. No, me I, I need to tell you this because it it leads into how I feel about it. It had Merlin and King Arthur and sword and sorcery. <laughs> These are and I'm a statements. sucker for that stuff. I like that stuff. That stuff's barely in there, though. I know. It? I know. It's barely in there. I'm gonna say I liked. I have not seen Bumblebee yet. I have yet to see Bumblebee. So take that out of the equation. I liked this better than the other four Transformers movies that came before it. I'm I'm kind of willing to accept that. <laughs> Is it a good movie? No. <laughs> okay. But none of those are good. <laughs> I would like I mean if you're going to stack it up to other like corny movie series like Fast and the Furious is like light years ahead of the Transformers movies in my opinion of, that's, of being a good valid. movie. But the Transformers movies, I don't hate them, but they're not good movies. I'm not going to ever try to defend them to anybody that they're good. But I like this one. I, I 
I didn't hate Mark Wahlberg in it, which was surprising because I really didn't <laughs> like him in the first one. I really liked Anthony Hopkins in it. It's weird, but I liked his character. I liked the little butler robot Anthony that he had. Anthony Hopkins called someone a bitch in that movie. It was weird. <laughs> that was weird. That was. Uh, I'm not saying it was a perfect movie. Had I talked to you about that? That all of those movies have a have someone being called a bitch like prominent in them in a well, way. Well, it's a Michael you, Bay movie. What What is his thing with? People in Transformers, it, I I, it goes back to, do you remember in the first one when they're all having their weird introduction to mm-hmm. a couple of teenagers? And I think it's Jazz jumps up on, he's, I think he says, what's up little bitches? And then jumps up on a, some sort of language, <laughs> this looks like a cool place to chill. <laughs> I just remember Megan Fox in the first two. Oh. That's all I remember. Before we realized she had weird thumbs. Anyway. Does she? Yeah, she has weird thumbs. Have you never Googled Megan Fox's thumbs? I guess I'm going to have to. She's got toe thumbs. I guess I'm going to have to. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, Jake. If you're going to look like Megan Fox, you have to have like toe thumbs or something. Anyway, I liked it. I really liked the uh, the British professor lady that was in it. I thought she... I don't even remember. She was oh. really good. I think... Oh, yeah. She's in something else. I can't remember what it was I don't now. Know. Wasn't she... Was she in the first one? No. No, she wasn't. She was new to this movie. I think she could be in, in future movies going forward, not Transformers, but other things, and be really good in them. Personally, uh, I don't. I just didn't hate it. I liked it better than the other ones. So, for whatever it's worth, uh, Unicron is Earth, apparently. Yeah, there's <laughs> that, and that that might be the the part where uh, that is, at least explains why the Transformers are all coming here. Who are these movies for? Honestly, I don't know because they're not really for kids. Like, yeah, they're not for kids. They're not for teenagers. Teenagers don't know who Unicron is. They're not for. They're they're not made very well for know. people who are maybe fans of them from, you know, from the cartoon days and the toys. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're for whoever goes to see them, whoever that is. <laughs> That's the, my theory. You said you're a sucker for the King Arthur stuff, and like, it's he, very. It's it's not very long in there that it happens but you know you, you like the whole like uh merlin's a drunk rummy and all that stuff yeah because if there was magic back then we'd still have magic now it explains why where the legend comes from but anyway there's she, that she, she got like stumpy thumb yeah she's got weird thumbs i don't find it particularly troubling i don't either I just think it's it's something that goes around the internet. Megan hey, Fox's thumbs. I watched more uh, Legion. I was I was really well. I'm still enjoying this show. Uh, I finished the first season, and it ends on it ends on a cliffhanger track. A cliffhanger. It ends on a. That's what they call cliffhanger. Have you ever watched Between the Lions? I don't know. Was what your son that? too young for that? What is that? It was a PBS show about these lions. They were puppets. And they lived in a library, and they had all these little characters. They had uh, uh, the dancing smarty pants guy. Ooh, ah, uh, dancing smarty pants. Ooh, ah. Uh. And then they had a character called Cliffhanger. Where is this? Where is this from? It was on PBS. What era? Uh, it was probably late '90s, early 2000s. Huh. I have, I know nothing of it. Between the lines, between the covers of a book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, you were talking uh, about Legion, Legion season two is incredibly weirder 
than season one. Which season one, season one has some real eccentricity to it. A lot of it's, uh, you know, because that character, Legion, David, mm-hmm. is a very powerful psychic. And there's a lot of in the brain kind of trying to do exposition. And that's where a lot of the weird stuff happens in season two. World's just weird. Have you figured out, is it post or pre or during X-Men? It hasn't done anything to let you know that. It, I they forgot don't even if we, mention the X-Men? No. Oh, okay. I forget if it is if I I don't think we've spoiled who the, what the link is. It's not a hard thing if you you know you can look it up pretty easy. The other thing I'm I'm curious about if it follows the comic stuff. I wonder the stuff that's really weird to me if it's just that that's a character that I'm unfamiliar with and they're like oh that's because this story because mm-hmm. the the um the characters in I don't really know any of them from. Oh, okay. So they're just there is one character. There is one character who is referenced very briefly and in sort of an ambiguous way that I know of. That's a Marvel character. The rest mm. of them, they might be Howard the Duck. It is. It is a Howard the Duck vehicle. <laughs> uh, he teams up with Squirrel Girl, and I'm trying to think of another weird one, but I, yeah. <laughs> no. But but also, you you've watched some of Runaways, right? Yes. I wouldn't probably recognize characters in that very well, other than that I've seen them, you know, in various forms, like covers and things like that. Right. I haven't really seen anything Legion, because I think that stuff happened maybe in 90s era. I just didn't love The Runaway, so I haven't watched one for a while. I'll, I'll get to it. Cloak and Dagger, too. Cloak and Dagger was all right. It was just kind of depressing. I was like, ooh. Yeah. It's a rough watch. Jump on Legion. You Did you say you watched some of The Gifted? Yeah, and that one is just really formulaic. Like I said, when we talked about it before, it reminded me of the Sarah Connor Chronicles a little bit. Like, hmm. same kind of feel. I, I love me some Amy Acker, though, so I'll, I'll keep giving it a try. You're a backer of the Acker? I'm a backer of the Acker, for I, sure. I want to... Well, I'm going to finish Legion, because I've been enjoying it, and I think the third season is coming up. All right. But uh, I, FX, right? Uh, yeah. Now owned by Disney. Which, now that that's, now that that's <laughs> on Hulu, I think... Did FX do Inhumans? Inhumans I've heard was, Inhumans is really bad. That was I still, on. I think that was on ABC. So that's probably behind the all access wall. I don't know. I want to see if I have access to that because I again I've heard it's not a very good show, but I do <laughs> still. That's those are characters that I've liked, and I'd kind of like to see how they handle. They should them. have just put those characters on Shield. Honestly, because they talk about Inhumans in every single episode. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on CBS? No, it's on ABC. ABC? Yeah. Oh, it's CBS owned by, it's owned is on Disney. Access. Okay, so maybe I do have access to Inhumans. I'll have to look. I don't know it. if it's on Hulu, but I just assumed you meant Disney Plus when it comes out. But Disney, Disney owns it, so Inhumans yeah. was on ABC, too. I'll, also. I'll have to see if it's on anything streaming. Again... From everything I, 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 you know, you don't hear anyone talk about it. I've heard it just wasn't very good. Hmm. But it, it's, it's char- number one, it's characters I like, and number two, that is the road you have to go down if you want to get to the Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel. Is who would the be, Inhumans? Yeah. Okay. She's an Inhuman. Yeah, I don't think they ever made it that far. I, uh, think, <laughs> I think they only got one or two episodes. Brief, out. brief pass away. The road to Ms. Marvel is that she's a huge fan of Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. And 
there was a the, the way, as was the little girl uh, Monica Rambeau but that was because yeah. she was uh, her mom's friend that's true but um, the the way Inhumans become Inhumans they're kind of regular regularish race of people they experience what's called the Terrigen the Mist Terrigen Mist and a, that's a big part of Shield a cloud of that was released on Earth and it would ju- it was a migrating cloud. And it would hit cities and a bunch of people would find out that they're inhumans. And Kamala Khan was out against her parents' wishes and got hit by that and found out Mm. that she's an inhuman. And then was allowed to take over the mantle of Ms. Marvel. Wouldn't it be disappointing if you were an inhuman but you had a really lame power? There is a little bit of that gone into in the earlier Ms. Marvel issues. Really? Not necessarily boring, but it goes into what if you... This thing that's traveling the earth and you have no control over hits you and you find out not necessarily that you have a boring power, but that you have a highly volatile, like danger to your surroundings, family and yourself kind of power. What if you had the power to like make things cold, but not like freeze them like you couldn't freeze things in midair, like a really cool power like Iceman or something? Like if you touched a hot piece of pizza, it was immediately felt like you were eating refrigerated pizza. What that's if that not was your a, that's power? That's not a terrible power. I mean, if it would be okay with a drink, I guess. Dale's pizza is a okay with me. <laughs> You'd have to eat your pizza with a fork, like a like an animal. Uh, that's. I have to imagine that there has been some sort of <laughs> going into you know a, the mundane power, superheroes of like my that's power makes it, me that, really good at Uber. It, I can't use it anywhere else, but you know I can get there on time. That's putting your superpowers on easy. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> there you go. So I wanted to talk about a couple things. Uh, one, Supernatural, it's ending after season fifteen, which is next season. So they're going to get one more full season. So it's ending. It's ending next season or after the one that's upcoming. The season that's currently happening happening now is season fourteen. Okay. So they will have one more starting in the fall. So the, they'll the, finish. It will be a fifteen season program. Yes. A lot of people are upset. There's tears being shed. I figure I really love the show, but it's had 15 years. I mean, that's a yeah. great run. Yeah. It can't go forever. It just can't. What is, so, the, what is this, the Honeymooners? And it's still pretty great. I mean, I'm really enjoying it. So, I mean. I guess that's what I was going to ask is you're, how far into season 14 is it currently? Um, they're, they're starting to wind up. They, I think it's at episode like. I want to say 17 or 18, something like that. They usually go about 22 episodes. Can you see a place that the series as a whole might be going? No. Do you not feel, right now. Do you look at it and go like, oh, I can see this be a satisfying end? Or you look at it and go like, oh, this feels like it's going to kind of truncate things where they're trying to tell the story or anything? No, I think, I honestly don't know. Because I'm a couple episodes behind where they're actually at so it's hard for me to say right now i've watched a few shows that their final season is like a you can feel where it was it got wrapped up in an unsatisfactory manner well quantum leap comes to mind well the nice (laughs) thing is is they're gonna have an entire year to tell whatever story they want to tell and that that's a pretty cool thing but 15 years that's a lot it really is a lot it'll be interesting next year to hear how you feel about it ending being a long time fan I mean, it's got to end sometime, so I guess it's better than going 25 years and it's just terrible now. It's been a, I, 
can't really remember the last time that I was uh, that I was invested in a show that was ongoing. I've been watching a few that have been like you know I like Westworld a lot and mm-hmm. that's still kind of ongoing, but it's also not in a it's not a long running thing like that. I, right. I think the last time like you know I think. I know Buffy. I was watching till till the end. I got See, in a little Buffy, late on it. But. Buffy went seven years. Angel went five. Yeah, I felt like when they when they went away, I wanted a few more seasons. I really did. And like uh, Arrow's going to end next year. I think I'm okay with that. I have closure with you know. It's like all right, as long as they don't kill every character, and some of the characters can yeah, still gonna, pop up in other things. We're getting a new Buffy coming up. Right. And and we still don't know what that is, really. I hope it's good, yeah. but a lot of that, like uh, the young adult type stuff, it's kind of hard for me to watch because I'm not a young adult mostly. Like my wife's been watching uh, Roswell, New Mexico, because she was super into the first Roswell series twenty years ago. Oh, really? There's a yeah. They to rebooted that? it. No it, kidding. And they rebooted Charmed. They now reboot, they're going to reboot they rebooted, Buffy. Have they done the reboot of Charm? I know that was yeah, it's, upcoming. It happened. It's going this year. It's It's been going all year. What's that on? My wife I've never watched Charmed. it, so I don't know. I'll have to seek that out. She likes that a lot. There are three sisters that I don't think... I got from the impression from like the trailer I watched how many months ago. They didn't know they were sisters or something to that hmm. effect. I don't... They like had to bring them all together and say, Hey, you're sisters and you're also magical. So I mean, it's a little bit different take. So, but I never really watched the original Charmed. Even Alyssa Milano couldn't get me there. Cindy loves Charmed. Really? Yeah, she does. So, if I can find that, I would be interested to know what she thinks of it. Certainly, it'll probably be on uh, Netflix the day after the season ends because that's the deal with the CW now. Hmm? All those shows, the entire season is uploaded the day after it ends. So keep an eye out for it. Keep an eye out for Charmed. Uh, so we got supernatural ending. It's gonna be all right, everybody. It, <laughs> it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. Uh, here's something: William Sadler's is gonna return as the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted Three. I did that not know. You didn't know William Sadler was the Grim Reaper. I saw Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I never put together <laughs> that the Grim Reaper was William Sadler, <clears throat> who was also in Roswell. By the way, he was he was like the sheriff in Roswell. I my William Shadler or William Shadler my William Shatner, excuse me my William Sadler touchstones are of course Shawshank Redemption and his naked yoga in uh, Die Hard Two. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was super weird. He played a Russian, right? Uh, probably. He was. I, in- that's one of the few things I don't remember much about uh, Die Hard Two that I I don't even think I've seen since around when it came out. But I remember how weird him doing full nude. Yeah, karate pose. It was off-putting. He was on Longmire, of course, and he also was Longmire, and he was also a uh, astronaut in Rocket Man. The <laughs> Harlan Williams, the Harlan Williams Rocket Man. Remember when they they have to hook their suits together because Harlan Williams uh, hose gets a definitely gets a tear Rocket in Man. it, and then Har- so they're they're tethered together by an Is air he vent, in it? and Harlan uh, Williams farts in it. You've got to see Rocket Man. Man. I have. I That's a funny not, movie. I did, do not have to see. Rocket no, it's Man. it really is a fun movie. It's um, hilarious. But yeah, William Sadler in a in a nod to uh, oh, what is that old movie called? I like that movie a lot, and now I'm blanking on it. 
Uh, I keep wanting to call it the Covenant or the Revenant. It's not the those. Covenant it's, or the it's Revenant. It's not that. It's not that. The seventh seal. I get confused. I think there's a seventh sign and a seventh seal. And I'm pretty sure it's the seventh seal. Okay. I'm thinking the prophecy. Remember the prophecy? With, oh yes, I do remember the prophecy. With uh, there are a, a bunch of those, yes, there are a bunch of those movies. Is there more than one? <clears throat> oh, I yeah. only saw the one. Yeah, and I liked it. There's three or four of those. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I liked it at the time. I just never thought of evil angels before that movie. Yeah, and that was the my introduction. I think to evil Viggo Angel. Mortensen is Satan in that movie. Mm. I could be wrong. I know I've seen it streaming on like uh, I want to say Prime. Maybe I'll have to I'm give have it to a give it a run out. through. There was a there was a period in the '90s where some crazy stuff was being made, and that yeah, is that one was, of them. That was one of them. Uh, the Denzel Washington hit "Fallen." With uh, John Goodman, I believe Elias oh, Katerus yeah. was in that. That's the one where uh, it's got like he's he's chasing a serial killer, right? He's chasing a serial killer, it, but the serial it, killer it has like the demon darkness. Azazel. Yeah, who Azazel <laughs> shows up in uh, Supernatural as well. Interestingly enough, oh yeah. But uh, uh, back to William Sadler, yeah, uh, it's a really cool portrayal and. For what you may or may not feel about that movie, the concept, <laughs> I don't even remember it. I Bill remember, and Ted's Bogus Journey. I remember they play Twister and Battleship. That's and what I'm saying like is because um, the seventh. Do you know? Do you know the premise of the Seventh Seal? Mm, it is a. So. It's a, a. I know the Seventh Samurai. <laughs> Seven Samurai is a great movie, <laughs> but we're not talking. Travis, that's not what we're talking okay, about here. Okay, oh, I get distracted. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah. Um, it is a a like a crusader crusades era knight has come home, mm. and he's kind of disenfranchised with the whole, the whole you know crusade thing. Yeah, and as you he, do. He wants to die, and he runs into death, and they start having a chess game, and whoever okay. you know, it's for his life. <laughs> And uh, you know, it's a really cool, it's a really cool, very art, very artsy-ish movie. But um, you know, like I said, it's they're they're playing for his life, and then the uh, the way they do it in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is they're doing like battleship, and then it's right. The no, I gr- do remember all that stuff. The Grim Reaper is a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't seen it since. I, I think I saw it at the drive-in. When it came out, and that was probably like what ninety one, ninety two, something like that. Oh, it's it's got to be something like yeah. that. But you know, just the and you know, having to tell, having to tell God, you know, the they got away from him because they they Melvined the Grim Reaper. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's Ma- Max von Sydow as a young man is in. Oh wow, uh, the Seventh Seal from nineteen fifty seven. It's that old. Yeah, it's black wow. and white. That's Whoa. one. Uh, I would be. He's still kicking. Yeah. He's got to be 115, right? I, you know, I already clicked off of it. I don't know how he old was in. He was in Strange Brew, and yes. he seemed like he was 80 years old then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was Ming the Merciless in Flash yeah, Gordon. Yeah, he was. He's been in so many things. Yeah, Max Vonsi. He is an exceptionally good actor. Yeah, he is. It's. Uh, it is not in English. The Seventh Seal. Oh, okay. I would encourage you to watch it and try to just let it wash over you. <laughs> I'm gonna check it out. It's. It is a way cool movie, but it is. 
That is definitely like movie homework. <laughs> it's a film. I was watching it uh, a couple of months ago, and Gabe came downstairs like, "Can I check this out, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, bud. Come on in." And I think he, he made he made it a little while. He's like, "Dad, this is boring." I this believe he's like reading. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's definitely reading. Now he doesn't mind that stuff because we've watched we've watched a lot of Hanime. Okay, we got whew, season two of One Punch Man coming soon. I am so excited about that. Mm. I love that show. I think I saw it on my Netflix queue. Hey, man. Is it Netflix that it's on? It's on, it's on Netflix and Hulu. Hulu, and Hulu has, okay. I believe it's Hulu has it with uh, English dubbing, whereas Netflix has it subtitled. I prefer the subtitles. I'm not generally that guy. But for One Punch Man, I'm going to be that guy, Trav. One Punch Man, does it have anything to do with Dragon Ball Z? No. It's completely different. Okay. Uh, I mean, for some one, reason, I thought they were like uh, cousins. No. Okay. No. One Punch Man is sort of a parody of anime. All in right. A way. But it's really cool. I like that a lot. I would put that on your maybe give it a shot if you. All right. If you I'll can give it, handle anime. I'll give it a go round. I don't know if you saw this, but it's a rumor that Mark Hamill may play Rocket Raccoon's creator in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Huh. Okay. But could be fun. He's good at playing like a crazy person. Yeah. He's just going to do the Joker voice again. Well, I don't know if you saw when he was on The Flash and he was the, the, to- not the I toy think maker. I saw a little bit of that. He was the really tinkerer? good at it. Is he the Tinkerer? Is that what it's called? No, is that not another, the Tinkerer. That's a Marvel one. He was very Jokery, but it yeah. was fun. I He was I, also I, menacing because there was part where he was... He was locked up in prison, and he was kind of Hannibal Lectory. Ooh. And then when he finally got out and he was free again, he kind of went a little jokery. But I saw a little bit. Just most could be things. Fun. Most things that uh, Mark Hamill gets tapped to be a little sinister, he usually falls a little bit into that Joker voice. Which fine, it's an incredible, yeah. it's an incredibly good affectation. Doesn't bother me none. Uh, speaking in that Marvel stuff, did you see those grayed out posters, the Avengers of the Fallen posters? Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice anything about those? Did you notice someone missing, perhaps? There's a few people that I've always wondered if they... Well, first of all, everybody's wondering about Korg. Nobody knows where Korg is. I guess that's true. They haven't done Korg. I think Korg is with Valkyrie. It's confirmed that Valkyrie is one of the living, and also confirmed that Shuri is one of the Dusties. Yeah, I saw that. that. That kind of bums me out. But there was not a... Not that they're not going to bring her back, but... I think all the gray ones are people who are coming back. What do you mean gray ones? The gray posters? The grayed out posters. Because the grayed out posters are all people who are currently deceased. I think they're all coming back. Except maybe... I don't think Loki is actually dead. I think Loki I think that the... is Hulk. I think the Hulk... I think the Hulk is actually off-world with Valkyrie and, and Korg. That's what I think. Then, then who's uh, Banner? I think that's Loki, and that's why he couldn't turn into the Hulk. I don't think. I think they got more of a story to tell with that, but that's just me. But I think so. Here's here's my take. Here's my current take, Trav. Are you ready for a hot take? Hot take. Hot Let's take. Hear it. Uh, I think that the gray posters are confirming who is coming back, mm-hmm. and I think it confirms Loki is coming back because. Like the people who are alive, they've got a. Um, is it. Uh, I forget what the name of the guy who's uh, Doctor Strange's buddy. I can't remember either. It's like Wang or Hong. I can't remember which one it is. 
I can't remember off it's the top of my kinda head. It kind of sounds shitty, but it, it, yeah. it, it's a pretty typical name of that yeah. nature. But he's in the live one. So they're, they're definitely going with, uh, you know, side characters. Mm-hmm. And in the grayed out ones, they have Loki. They don't have Heimdall, who was a pretty big part of the Thor movies. He died by one of the... He didn't actually die by Thanos, right? No, Thanos stabbed him. Was it Thanos that stabbed remember, him? Uh, he, I remember he got stabbed, but I thought his, maybe With it his was, dying breath, he, he Ubered uh, the Hulk out of there. I was just trying to remember if that was one of Thanos' stooges that actually stabbed him. Or not, but... I think it was... You know, you, you, it might not have been Thanos... Let's say it. Let, if we're going to say it, let's say it right, Travis. I'm saying it the way they say it in the movies, Thanos. <laughs> but I, I feel like in a way that's confirmation that those grayed out posters are everybody who's coming back. I think anybody that died by the hand of the the power glove is probably going to come back. Does that make sense? Like Gamora. Gamora is definitely coming back. I think she's too big a part. That that one it feels. I've, I've heard a theory that Gamora is actually the person that possesses the Soul Stone and not Thanos, because she's the one that died for it. Does that make sense? Sure. I just feel like that feels in a way like a corporate decision because she's just too big of a part of those. Well, she's also a big. huge actress. Yeah. I mean, she's a big name well, actress. So. Robert Downey Jr. is a pretty big actor. Yeah. And Chris no, Evans, I agree. pretty big actor, and they're not coming back. I just feel okay, like okay, yeah, but they've also been in a bunch of movies. I don't know. I don't think both of them are going to die. I think one of them dies and one just goes away I would, and appears I, once in a while as a as a sage old. I don't know if they're going to die. I think that there's person. going to be. I think there's going to be a level of sacrifice that that leaves ambiguity. That they. I think one back. of them dies. I'm leaning toward Chris Evans dies or Cap. I mean, you know what? You might be right. It's that's such a the Captain America is such a huge symbolic character that it seems odd that they would. Although, again, also it's Marvel. He's Them also, dying doesn't mean anything. He's also not really Captain America in the movies anymore. He's just Steve he's, Rogers. He's coming back as Captain America, and I think I've you seen. Think so? I think I've seen stuff of him in the. I mean, I've definitely seen him strapping on the shield in some of the Well, just because he has the shield. I think he's kind of just gone to Steve Rogers in the movies. I'm pretty sure I've seen him in the promotional stuff in all the costuming. I feel like he's the one that's going to die. And and Iron Man. I know that uh, Robert Downey Jr. contract is up up or whatever. But I think he could come in and just kind of pop in a movie like he did in Homecoming. And just, hey, hey, I'm... If I were here. to, if I were to take, like, hey, we'll see what happens. My guess is, you'll see a sacrifice, but there'll be a level of ambiguity with it in in the way of like they disappear, they don't necessarily die. Yeah, could be in a sacrificial way. Right, and it's interesting to see what's going to happen. People are going to be crying when they leave the theater. Came out that I know it's going to be a three-hour-plus movie. I'm fine with that. That means I will only watch it <laughs> once, probably. It just means I won't get a drink. <laughs> yeah i guess i'm i'm not bothered by it because i'm sure they've got to tell a lot they're yeah. close they're closing out they're very much closing out an era it's i'm not bothered by a three-hour movie it, it just i'm just means, not it just means i will only watch it once ever for probably, your entire life probably i haven't gone wow. back to i don't think i've gone back and watched 
a Marvel movie twice since maybe Ragnarok. I watched Ragnarok a second time. Ragnarok's so fun. It's super good. Can we talk about something that's been bugging us that also has to do with the Marvel movie? And uh, I can never. I always get Endgame and the other one confused in my head. I can't keep track right? of them. Yeah, Endgame and you know, pregame. Uh, I I don't. I guess I'd be on the phone. I haven't thought about it. This seems like a movie that Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2 seems... Because it was originally supposed to be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. And then they mm-hmm. changed and now it's Endgame. Anyway... A, a minor quibble. This meme going around oh, about Travis. Ant-Man crawling up Thanos's butt <laughs> and expanding to, You're such a to destroy prude, him. Trav. I'm so sick of it. You're not <laughs> clever. You're not original. The first person that came up with it applause to you that's funny the first time isn't that jokes in general though yeah and i'm tired of people just stealing things and that and acting like they came up with it that is some twitter ass twitter right there if you've seen other people share it don't share it unless it's an original thought just don't share it you they're not even allowed to share it (sighs) i don't know trav I'm going to clue you in on a little thing. Okay, at least... If sharing is caring. Giving credit to whoever came up with it. Do you know who came up with it originally? That's That would be nigh impossible to track. Not if the first person that saw it and said, Hey, that's really funny. I'm going to share it with your name. Hey, I saw so-and-so came up with so this. Are you talking about don't <sighs> retweet it or don't take Pe- it as your own? People take memes. I see people on... Uh, like Facebook groups and stuff that share 40 memes a day. And That's they, a lot of memes. they have become this small little uh, personality or celebrity with people because they share memes. Travis, are you suffering meme fatigue? I never liked memes. From day one, I never thought, I was like, this isn't funny. This is, this is somebody else's idea that somebody that you're now sharing and getting the the grandeur for somebody else's thought. Yeah, but I mean, like, if you read a book and like it and you share it with your friend, you're doing something similar to that. Just yeah, but the gra- author's name is on the front scale. of the book. They know that you didn't read It's not like you said, hey, I wrote this book. Read it. It's well, about a magical boy that wears the, glasses. If the, meme, if the meme maker isn't putting their name on it, that's kind of on them, right? No, sometimes they do, and then people take the watermark off and things like that. Well, that's different. That is outright outright theft. Yeah, it is theft. Some memes, guess what? Some memes are made by uh, actual corporations that have an entire meme division that put things out. That's that's one of the harder things about wanting to see bird boxes. Netflix got out ahead of that and tried Mm -hmm. to make it a make-fetch a thing so that people would watch it. I'm just saying I'm tired of the Ant-Man crawling up Thanos' butt thing. <laughs> it's... Travis. First of all, why not crawl in his ear? <laughs> because... Just the thought. Travis. Expo- you know, explode his brain before his Travis. colon. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know what... Travis, if, if the joke is Ant-Man <laughs> in his butthole and you go, why not make it his ear? I don't know what else to tell you if that's where you're going. I don't know. Can, I'm can just, we make the title I've of the episode? I've seen it so much. <laughs> can we? And everybody that shares it acts like nobody has seen this before. 
I'm going to be the first person that shows this to everybody. Well, guess what? I've seen it 500 times in the matter of a week. Wow. I don't care. Travis, I've, I've never seen I'm going to start mad. unfriending people from this <gasps> point forward. If you share it, I will unfriend. Okay, I won't unfriend you, but I am going to block you. No, I'm not going to block you. I'm going to unfollow you. Man. For 30 days. I'm going to snooze you for 30 days. Getting a lot of Tate hate up in this episode. I'm definitely going to scroll past it angrily. <laughs> and I'm not going to give you a like. Just know, if Travis sees it, he's not going to punish you in any <laughs> way, but he will be frowning. I will be frowning. Frowny face emoji. Can we make the title of the episode, I'm tired of the Ant-Man and Thanos and <laughs> stuff? I don't know. I like Skeet Buscemi, but maybe we can edit it down. I'll leave it up to your judgment. Uh, we could name it, Why Wouldn't Ant-Man Go in Thanos' Ear? <laughs> oh. uh, anyway. Anyway, indeed. What do you know about the Eternals? The Eternals. Not a ton. Neither do I. Not a ton, I'm afraid. I know it's about like uh, gods and and demigods and things like that in yeah. the Marvel universe. But Angelina Jolie is—I think I said that really too fast. Angelina Jolie is in talks to play somebody in an Eternals movie. So I thought, hmm. I thought I, I'd bring it up. But if I neither of us know anything about it, it's entirely possible that if you named off a few characters, I'd be familiar with them. But as a as a whole. I wonder if it's just like Travis. Uh, I'm sorry, I said the word "hole." I don't want to get you. Ang- I don't yeah. want to get you angry again. Ant Man, stay away. Back off. <laughs> don't go there. Uh, <laughs> don't go there. Don't go there, Ant Man. It's your new catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> He's gonna end your sets, and everybody remember Ant Man, and it'll be like the whole crowd. Don't go there. <laughs> so uh, what I want to know is: is Eternals kind of like? Uh, American Gods type of thing. Uh, I know that's a thing on HBO that. now, right? Probably not quite that. Uh, uh, adult seems like the wrong right, word, but, but it I is, mean, kind of same concept. Maybe because it does seem like it's it's gods or I don't I don't know. Anyway, I don't know enough about to talk about it, so we're gonna skip that. <laughs> um, sorry, bud. Here's some here's some really fun casting news. Oh, I have not seen the trailer. I didn't have time. I'm going to see it. There's a live-action oh, Dora yeah, the right. Explorer movie. I saw that there was a trailer for a live-action Dora the Explorer movie and just kind of just washed my hands and stepped back from it. So I think in the I'm movie... I'm not mad at it. Please, right. enjoy your Dora the Explorer movie. I watched Dora with my daughter. She loved Dora. I watched a lot of it, too. I have seen plenty of Dora in my day. It looks like in the, um, in the trailer, she's. I think I read she's supposed to be like 15, 16, somewhere in there. That's not the interesting part. The interesting part. <laughs> first of all, are you familiar with Swiper? Swiper, no swiping. Yeah. Swiper, no swiping. Yeah. yeah. That will be voiced by Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> okay. He is going to okay. play Swiper. Hey. And I want to swipe you. I want to swipe you. Boots the Monkey is voiced by Danny Trejo. I okay. You know what? I'm I'm starting to get way more on board with this. <laughs> it has to. I want to know who Benny the Bull is. Hey, whoever's making the <laughs> Pikachu movie, you are cowards. Compare, yeah. The Door of the Explorer movie went there. You guys are cowards. You know that Detective Pikachu could either be really fun or a disaster. It it looks like it's probably fun, but it the, looks it does look like the, it's fun. there was a there was a sort of online push for Danny DeVito to be the voice of Pikachu. I, my son was telling me about that, Brady. Yeah. Cow- 
cowards. Apparently, he was the original voice in the video game or Pusillanimous something. Pusillanimous like polecats. <laughs> I don't think he was. I, I don't think he was ever the voice, but I could be wrong. Okay. Maybe it was a push to have him as the voice. I think in the that video was game. the initial thing. Was there was and a push like, please make him be because the concept of the Detective Pikachu, where Pikachu just talks, mm-hmm. was such a weird thing, and they're like, man, who's gonna voice him? And that was the. And then they were straight up yellow-bellied cowards when they it came. Were, that's no Danny Trejo as Boots the oh, Monkey. Yeah. That's that's quality choice. I love those two castings. I, like I, ha- I have to see that movie. Now. I like Danny Trejo a lot. You hear him every once in a while on on shows, and he is a very uh, seems a relatively positive, like yeah. having a good time guy. He was on the Flash with a really crazy tattoo. He's been on the Flash a few times. He has the same powers as Cisco. But he's from another dimension. And then he has a daughter that was dating Cisco. She was Gypsy, I think. I want to say it was Gypsy. And she had the same powers, too. They could, like, go from dimension to dimension. I see. I think I lost you right there. But he was funny in it. I was having a really... I was having a really... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to admit this to you, Travis. I was having a really dumb moment in my head where I was trying to make a correlation between Danny Trejo... And Henry Rollins being like the the twins from G.I. Joe because like Danny Trejo has the crazy front tattoo and Henry Rollins has the crazy back tattoo. It was a it was a bad call. It was a bad call, Trav. I don't think I made it. Oh boy. Uh I guess I mean we're we're pretty much we're pretty much done here. We're we're an hour fifteen in, give or take. We can talk about I mean I could talk about hanging out with comics this weekend and then we can do it yeah hey what the what the hey tell us how your your comic hangouts hit you burt kreischer was in town i know you guys if you listen to this you know i love burt kreischer yeah, love i love hanging burt, out I with like him. burt kreischer so Funny i got to dude. hang out with him with a couple nights always fun always fun and i even got to help him with a joke can i ask an inside question Trav? yeah and you can feel free to say like hey that's insider baseball Burt Kreischer, when you're just chatting with him, like on a scale of one to ten, how Burt Kreischer is he just when you're hanging out? If it's just me and him talking, a three or a four. And if there's more than like four people in the room, it starts to escalate. And then, (laughs) like, and then at the bar, he's full Burt. I came to know I came to know Burt Kreischer through Doug Loves Movies, and he's very Burt Kreischer when he's on (laughs) on episodes of that. Doug Doug Benson has a problem dealing with Burt Kreischer. (laughs) I think that's kayfabe. I don't. I don't think. No, it's not. It's not. He really just. It's not kayfabe. That's I'm weird because he has right them on now, a lot. <laughs> they do like each other, but Doug really has a hard time dealing with him. He he doesn't want to have a... Let's put it that way. That's weird. He doesn't dislike Bert, but he's he has a hard... far worse guess. He's kicked oh, yeah. guests off. Oh, yeah. Up. No, I know. It, I mean, he kicked Bert off one time. Has he done that? Yeah. Huh. But Doug... Bert used to send him... Doug a, wants things done his way on his podcast, which I, I understand. And Bert is, is Pete Bert Holmes is, is the kind life of the, of the party. Same way when he's on. Yeah, Pete Holmes is an interrupter too. I think when it's fun until it's sidetracked so much that he feels like he's losing control. Does that make sense? I thought it was just one of those. But no, it's it's not a fake. One of those things that he plays it up a little bit. That no. He, <laughs> okay. No, he's reaching his limit. That's funny. Yeah, it's a hundred percent real. Sorry. Yeah, you had a good time with Bertie Cry. Yes, had a, f- a blast hanging out with Bert Kreischer this weekend. Sold out shows, of course. 
got to help him with a joke. Yes, I hope when his special comes out, he does the thing that we talked about. That would Look be really cool. That would be really cool. Uh, and then uh, Russell Peters was there the next two nights, and I got to do a set on one of his shows. So that was cool. That was fun. I've never been. I've met him several times, but I've never been on one of his shows before. Did you do so. Sean Connery on his set? No, I haven't <laughs> done Sean Connery since. That was. I think that was a one-time thing. I always do something when I when I headline that I'm probably never going to do again. One time I, I sang uh, Part of Your World from that, Little Mermaid. It's that one time that you're headlining and you tried expanding in Thanos' butthole. Yeah, I mean, I climbed up there and I, it was snug. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to expand snug. <laughs> until I feel some bones pop. <laughs> snug. Snug as a bug in a rug. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh... Good time with Russell Peters. Yeah, Russell Russell's great, man. He makes a buttload of money internationally. Like Travis, so, like <laughs> a Thanos's butt. <laughs> a Thanos's buttload of money, uh, so much money. But he's a he's really down to earth, cool dude. So think, I like hanging out. Do you with think him too. Thanos's butt is cor- like corrugated, like his chin, like corrugated butt cheeks? No, probably the front part is though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all have it. We all have that. <laughs> I would say the front part is definitely corrugated. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, apparently front butt. Apparently, it's more. It's like a TARDIS. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. What if it is a TARDIS? What if his butt is a TARDIS and freaking Ant Man climbs up there and expands to Giant Man <laughs> and it just doesn't do anything and Thanos is like, "Oh, you're trapped in my butt now, Ant Man." Jumping in there and just touching. He has the reality stone. He can do anything with his butthole that he wants to. Does anybody think of that? That Nobody thinks of that. But we did. <laughs> he has the reality stone. He can make his butthole bigger than a mountain. He gets a Ant-Man climbs up in there and he knows like there's two buttholes. One this butthole only tells the truth and this butthole only tells lies. Right. Or he can shoot him out like a freaking Ren and Stimpy cartoon or something. I he don't does, know. Like with the guy like he just bubbles. Yeah. He could be lost in there forever. Nobody thinks about that. Nobody thinks... Not enough people are talking. Like, look. See, this is the thing. There's the meme. They just don't go... They don't go deep enough into Thanos' yeah, butthole. Yeah, you need to go deeper into the butt. There's a lot of, a lot of butthole material. <sighs> you go deep enough, you're going to strike gold. I'm sorry. We had a brief butthole pass away. Yeah, so it was. Anyway. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to mention uh, since uh, it's coming up in less than a month I've got at least two panels that I'm going to be on for Fanex sometimes they add me to things which Travis, is fun but have you considered pitching a Thanos' butthole panel <laughs> it's got it had to have been pitched <laughs> it had to have been like the dark the dark tunnel that is Thanos' butthole um, the Thanos Anos <laughs> Thanos Anos so, Fanex is, uh, speaking, I like that that led into it. <laughs> I should point out we are not sponsored by Fanex, so it's fine <laughs> that Thanos' butthole led into Fanex. I've uh, said butthole way too many times now. But it's uh, in Salt Lake City, Friday, uh, April 19th and 20th at the Salt Palace of Convention Center. And I'm on two panels. I'll be on one Friday at... 
Now, the app says 8 p.m., but the website says 6 p.m. Oh, going for a late one. <laughs> yeah. The, the website says 6. I think it's at 6. But that is a Supernatural panel. It's uh, 300 episodes and counting, a Supernatural milestone. I'm the only male on that panel. Hey. So, who Do you know who's fun. appearing with you offhand? Off the top of my head, I can't remember, ah. to be honest with you. I'll, I would have to look. And then Saturday the 20th. Uh, at 8 p.m. That one's 8 p.m. on both. Boy. So that one's definitely 8. Yeah. 8 p.m. is late, especially for Saturday. People are already the going home. Late tater. Uh, that's going to be the Umbrella Academy panel. And it's this is the, the panel I actually came up with the Umbrella Academy colon, no pun intended, Thanos. Uh, so, uh, Family reunions can be apocalyptic. That was that was the title I came up with. So, and that'll be fun. Hopefully, there's still people there at 8 p.m. The problem is, uh, one of the reasons it's going so late is they only for for the spring fanex they only have four panel rooms instead of eight, and there's only two days instead of three. So there's a lot less panels. I put in a uh, a Monty Python panel. And that one didn't get on, so I'm going to resubmit it for for the September one because this is the 50th anniversary of Monty Python. It's still going to be good in September, so I'm going to resubmit that one. That'll be fun. Do you uh, see the weird Nicole Byers, uh, uh, what's his name for Monty Python, beef on Twitter this week? No. Um, With who? Cleese? Yeah. Really? I, you know, I don't, I do not entirely understand it myself. John Cleese said something about, I, I don't want to go too far. It was John Cleese said something about not being able to get a program or a joke or something like that. And someone made a reference to Nicole Byers and he, somebody else like tweeted at him. I, I, you know, I shouldn't even have brought it up because oh. I don't know, but like Nicole Byers, Buyers, I always forget, man. I'm sorry, Nicole. I love you. <laughs> but, uh, like, there's a weird, like, Nicole Byers and John Cleese going back and forth at one hmm. another on Twitter. Interesting. It's very strange. You remember when we were talking about uh, Song Fanex? of the South? <laughs> oh, okay. No, I was done with Fanex. <laughs> oh, this is going to be even better. <laughs> remember when we were talking about Song of the South and I compared it to uh, Uncle the, Amos's the Star Wars? No. <laughs> no, it's. Amos, not Amos. <laughs> but uh, I compared it to the Star Wars holiday special, and you should just put it out so there's not this big mystical thing about it. Okay. Here's something that I remembered. You said, but uh, the Star Wars holiday special isn't like super racist or whatever. Is the Star Wars holiday special super I racist? I forgot that there is blackface in the Star what? Wars holiday special. Harvey Corman has blackface in the Star Wars holiday special. How and why? I can't remember... But he has blackface. Maybe it's dark green, but it looks black to me. I'm not great with colors, so it looked black. <laughs> okay. Even if it's dark green, it, it wasn't light green. Let's it put was, it that it way. It was green face. It was it was Greedo face. I'm saying it was blackface. But that just reminded me of that. So and also Monty Python. As much as I love Monty Python, there's blackface yeah, in Monty Python. I'll bet that there is for as far back as it goes. And I'm, those guys, here's the here's the thing. Those guys are all very liberal, very progressive, especially for 70-year-old men. Even Palin? Even Palin. All okay. of them. And there was blackface. Why? Because get, they could. Because it well, was there. <laughs> I mean, maybe it wasn't as big a deal in England as it was here. I don't know. But apparently it wasn't as 
big a deal even like in the 70s as it is now because you're seeing all these uh governors and things like that that they were doing it in college on the reg apparently i have not heard a lot of uh, I, I brought this up with someone we were talking about is that the ted dance and blackface i right i am surprised that that hasn't made a another round yeah i think the only reason it didn't is because he was dating Whoopi he was dating Goldberg, Whoopi Goldberg at the time, and, and it, it was for like a with birthday her. thing. Yeah, he was with her. It was a big deal at the time. It really was. I remember even today that it was a big deal at the time. But yeah, I mean, blackface. Don't do it. Yeah, that, that's some sound advice. Stay away from there. Don't do Tim it. Tim Allen, uh, 2013 Tim Allen, who I assume is probably just regular Tim Allen. <laughs> Stop Stop trying to get in on that conversation. <laughs> I read that article and I still didn't understand it. It was confusing. <laughs> I couldn't understand if he wanted to use the word or if he was trying to say, why don't we all stop using the word? Or I, I, I'm gonna, I am going to me. go with the title of the article that he is demanding to be able to say it. And it was six years ago, so whatever. All right. I think we're ready for some magic mic. What do you think? So, considering that now you've seen the cinematic glory that is Transformers The Last Night, I was wondering if we could talk to Optimus Prime. All right, I think we can probably do that. I think he's available. <laughs> they are in the process of writing the sequel now, as well as the sequel for Bumblebee, which it, he's going to appear in, and it's going to be a buddy comedy. Uh, I believe the guy's name that does the voice is Peter Cullen. Peter that Cullen, right? that is correct. He's Tony the Tiger? Was he? I think he's after Thurl Ravenscroft. Maybe it's Thurl Ravenscroft. They're great. I could have swore I'd heard that. Thurl Ravenscroft is in the uh, the uh, haunted mansion ride at Disneyland. He's one of the grim grinning ghosts come out to socialize. Was I watching? I was watching something. It might have been. It couldn't have been Legion. Also, he was uh, the voice. He sang the Grinch song on the original cartoon. You're a mean yeah. one. Mr. I was watching. Grinch. It feels like it wasn't Legion. I was watching something where a character got in an elevator at like some facility, mm-hmm. and it started like going down. But it, it it wasn't like an elevator thing. It was just like a floor going down, and the guy sitting at the desk who's did it's like, you may notice the hallway stretching. Is it go? He he started saying the stuff from mm, the. Oh really? And the person that was leading the <laughs> character, and they're like, really. Every time you're going to do that? I think it might have been in The Predator. Oh, really? I, it was The Predator. So a good joke in a bad movie? I had to throw I had to throw it to that incredibly crappy movie, The Predator. That, there, that was a good gag of you know making a haunted magic gag. But that doesn't have anything to do with Peter Cullen, does it? No, it doesn't at all. I mean, I'm pretty sure Optimus Prime is really a real person. So I don't know who this Peter Cullen guy is. Oh, excuse me. At least in the Magic Mike universe. Well. All right. So we want to bring him in? Please do summon Optimus Prime. All right. Magic words. Strawberry shortcake. Hello. Optimus, is that you? This is Optimus Prime. (laughs) Optimus Prime, did you get my email? I did. You sent it to www.autobotsrollout.com. Dot com. Yeah, I thought that that uh, was a little on the nose, but I mean, you got in there early it's and got one of the good ones. It's easy to remember for a human 
Who are my friends? Yeah, you, you've been rather friendly with the human race. I try. I dated one for a while. Did you? Who did you date? She-Ra. Really? Spark it's plug odd, of a lady. Odd pairing? Yes. But, but sure, okay. She likes big trucks and she cannot lie. <laughs> Optimus. She is the princess of power. That was a long way to get to a, <laughs> a joke there, Optimus. You had to ro- really roll out to that one. Ha, 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 ha. Optimus, have you ever been on the Haunted Mansion? Have no. you been to Disneyland, Optimus Prime? No, but one time I sent my little cassette tape friends on the ride for me, and they recorded oh, it, so Optimus I have Prime. heard the audio. The Autobots didn't have any cassette tapes. Those were decidedly deceptive. Wait, no, you know what? Take it back, take it back. That's right, the Autobots did have their version of Soundwave. Yeah, I so I forget there. what his name was. He was yellow and red. I don't, I don't remember him having tapes, though. Optimus... That's not important. That is, the, Optimus, you're right. It's not You're always canon. right, Optimus Prime. That's right. I'm Optimus Prime. Wait, which Optimus? Am I talking to 80s Optimus Prime or am I talking to Bayformer Optimus Prime? I'm a combination of both. Oh, okay. I'm an algorithm of malgorithms. Wait, are you Beast Wars of Optimus Prime? No, not Beast Wars. I'm not that cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. You turned into a gorilla. I was a gorilla. Now. So, uh. Ha, ha. So, Optimus Prime, how do you feel about the first night and your role within? You were evil for a while now. Yes, I was evil. That was a nice chance for me to play a bad guy for a while. But then, Marky Mark, without his funky bunch, he saved my life. And I saw the light. you cannot lie. (laughs) And I cannot lie. And I became... Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots, once again. Um, what Rodimus Autobots Prime. roll out. Hot Rod's in that movie. Hot Rod is. He does not it? f up that movie. He does not Rodimus Prime. That's why. Yeah. He was just there. How did things end up? You know up who in else is in that movie? Who else is in that movie? My friend. I don't remember his name, but he's played by John Goodman. Yeah, that was uh, Hound. He was Hound. That's right, movie. Hound. That's what he, I was. That's what I said. He has a giant bullet that's supposed <laughs> to be a cigar. <laughs> that's right. He's not in it very much. He's not in it very much. No. I'm, I think he dies in it. I don't recall him dying. Uh, but there's maybe like he a, did. Well, there, there's a big battle at the junkyard, and he's left behind, and he does not show up anymore in that movie. I'm He'll sorry. be back. This might, I'm sorry, Optimus. This might be hard for you that I'm letting you know your good friend Hound died. Hound! How could you? You owed me money! Did he say Rosie a lot? Did you catch that? Every time we went to lunch, he'd be like, Rosie! That's a good impression. My name's Hound. I am Optimus Prime, and if I do too much John Goodman, I will lose Optimus Prime. <laughs> And become John Goodman. <laughs> okay, okay. We'd I'm sorry. I won't, I won't ask you to cross that, that line. You, uh, you got to meet Sir Anthony Hopkins. Was that an honor for you? That was an honor. He was in Legends of the Fall. He was in Legends of the Man. He was really weird at the end of that movie. I agree. He was. He had a stroke or something. He had a stroke. <laughs> he was also Odin, Thor's father. He was certainly that. He was like. As guardians, roll out. I do remember him and saying roll that. out, they did. Like the thunder. The thunder rolls. Garth Brooks taught us that. And the lightning strikes. Another love grows cold was on it? a sleepless night. Isn't that, is that, is that song just about cheating on your wife? Yes, it is. Okay. I remember the music video. I watched it in the 90s when I had nothing else to do. 
<laughs> it was in oh. between gigs. So to speak. I was undercover as an actual semi-truck. So the humans didn't know that we were here yet. That was right. Yes. So you 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 were in Bumblebee. I was. You're working on the sequel to Bumblebee. It's going to be a buddy comedy, I'm told. Oh? Yes. I'm all right with that. I didn't see Bumblebee. I hope John Cena comes back. I. <laughs> the it, best part of John Cena being in a movie with you is that you cannot see can. him. You're making a motion on an I audio make, podcast. I'm moving my giant hand <laughs> yeah. back and forth in no. front of my Autobot Optimus, face. You may have noticed that you're in a human body right now. It is. It does seem a little tight. I feel like I'm Ant Man crawling up Thanos's butt. <laughs> you know, I was going. Uh, I was started leading up to that. That was going to be my closing question. Is uh, Optimus Prime? How would you deal with Thanos? If I was to fight Thanos, first of all, I would use goodness and kindness to defeat him. You know, now that I think about it, uh, Megatron, when he would turn into a gun, turns into a much smaller. Like he would turn into a gun-sized gun from being, you know. Decepticon size. Can I tell you something? Behind the scenes, we always made fun of him for that. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Big I mean, man, tiny gun. Did, uh, <laughs> Megatron. did Megatron ever, like, change into a gun, climb up into Optimus Prime, and then expand? I'm going to tell you, he tried. He tried, but we wow. slept with the buddy system, so really he couldn't do that. Pouring out the tea on Megatron in this episode. He's the Bill Cosby of, wow. <laughs> of Transformers. Whoa. You heard it here first, yes. people. U2 has reached, er, U2, Me Too has reached Megatron. He tried to turn us all into Starscream, if you know what I mean. Oh, Megatron. How dare you? <laughs> Megatron! Oh, I tried to do Starscream. That was bad. I'm sorry, everybody out there. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to you, Optimus Prime. I should respect you more than bringing up butthole humor. That's okay. I'm a truck driver. <laughs> Been there, heard that. You think I have never been to a flying J? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Did you see Bohemian Rhapsody, Optimus Prime? Of course I saw it. I'm I, a big Freddie Mercury fan. I half watched it on a plane, and that was one of the things. I laughed a little when I, I saw, with no sound and no context, Freddie Mercury... On the on a payphone with his girlfriend wife, I'd never established that. That was his fiance. Oh, on a, and he just looks over and you see the most stereotypical burly trucker in the universe. Kind of look at him and I believe his name bathroom. was Seabass. <laughs> yeah, that was Seabass. Walks in there and you see Freddie Mercury kind of look like, oh, I guess I'm gonna go do this and follows him. And I, I, <laughs> I, I just like. The implication was a good was a giggle on my part. That was Freddie Mercury's awakening, you might I say. I have to imagine that was not a true story. <laughs> of, I, I followed Seabass into a bathroom, and that's where I had my <laughs> awakening. I'm sorry, Opernose Prime. You deserve better than this. No problem. <laughs> I'm gonna, Happy to be here. I'm going to roll you out to the Phantom Zone. All right. Autobots, roll out. Rosie. Rosie. Bye. All right, I'm back. <laughs> <coughs> you okay, Trav? Yeah, I usually end up coughing after we do Magic Mike. What's up with that? I don't. I'm not here, so I'm just. I'm. The I'm trusting just you. Magic, I guess. I guess. <laughs> How was Optimus Prime? Please, Eddie. Uh, you know Please. I learned. I learned some stuff about Megatron. Did you? Yeah. It's best left. Was he much nicer than we thought in real life? I, mean, I guess that depends on your point of view, <laughs> but okay. not not really. 
Oh, that's disappointing. So, Trav, you got any? You got anything to promote? <clears throat> you already gave us a little bit of high low on Fan X coming up. Oh yeah, I got Fan X. I'm always doing shows at Wise Guys. I don't really sometimes know until the week of. Oh, next week, if you want to come to Open Mic, I'll be hosting Open Mic next yeah, Wednesday. I was, was going to say, like, you, you do It'll be this Wednesday of, when it comes out. You do a lot of the Open Mic work. So I'll be hosting that. Come on down. Watch the show. There's a, there's a new uh, sign-up uh, way to sign up for Open Mic. I don't know what the correct word is. Oh? Instead of everybody standing in a huge line and being there for several hours. Now, what's going to happen is people will email in. And they'll take those names of the people that emailed in, and they'll draw them out of a hat and take, I don't know, I don't want to say a number, but between 20 and 30, something like that. And then they'll get confirmation that they're going to be on the show. That way, you don't have to go stand in line and then possibly not get on, because that sucks for That's everybody. Interesting. <clears throat> have you, so have you used that a few times, or is this a brand new um, thing? The first time they did it was yesterday, and... Uh, apparently there was like a glitch in the system. So 59 people plus headliners were on the show. So it went about three and a half hours. Wow. So this time it should be, the kink should be worked out and it should be like, like 20 to 30 people. And then there'll be some drops, some headliners dropping in people at my level right around there will be, will be the drop-ins. So please feel free to go check that out. Yeah. Come check it out. If you ever want to. Uh, try out, try stand up. I mean, this is how you do it. This Travis is... might give you the light, but he will do it very gently. Yeah, with the most gentle pressing of the button that I can possibly Pillow do. Pillow soft hands. Pillow soft, yeah. But a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Anything, anything else coming up? Uh, that Where can people find June? you, Travis? Uh, check out my social media, Travis Tate Funny, on pretty much everything. And then listen to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Tell people about it. Tell people at work. Print off some flyers and hang them up like on lampposts and say, have you seen this podcast? Which will be funny because it's an audio medium. We would appreciate your And you'll be in on the joke. Yeah. We sure do like uh, reviews. <clears throat> good ones if possible. But you know what? I'm, I'm open to interpretation at this point. No, just good ones. Yeah. If you got a bad review, keep it to yourself. If you would like to give me, well, hey. If you'd like to give me your opinions, hang it up next to your uh, Ant-Man Thanos <laughs> meme and keep it to yourself. Later to the tater at gmail.com. Uh, send me all of your Thanos' butthole fan fiction. I am all about it. I am all about it. I am I am mad for it. I, I'm not desperate. You know the biggest else. supernatural fan fiction is Sam and Dean together? Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. They're brothers, you sick that, people. That 0% surprises me. They are brothers that for 0%. Pete's sake. I forgot, did I tell you did I tell you recently about a uh, Venom Venom comics? I read some <clears> stuff <throat> on Twitter, the guy who's been writing Venom got a lot of fan backlash with some changes that he made to Venom and the common the common problems that he ran into is a lot of people mad because they were shipping Eddie and the symbiote as like having a relationship. <laughs> okay. So, you know, interesting people out there. Like if you play Overwatch, there is a very vocal community about like people shipping characters. In what Overwatch. does shipping mean? Oh, I'm sorry. Have you never um shipping is like pe- like what you said like um Sam and Dean people shipping them. It's like it, our fan fiction is that they have a relationship we're shipping them or we're hoping that they get into a relationship we're shipping them. Oh, that's, ship. That's just okay. like that's online slang for yeah. being a pervert 
Overwatch people Jeez. ship characters, and oh, really? if the relationships it, with the canon that Blizzard's writing for them, if it doesn't go their way, they can get pretty pissed. Anyway, I'm on social media. You can ship me. <laughs> Please do not send me your <laughs> Jake Trav fan fiction. No, not you and me. Please do not ship us. Uh,. You know, like you said, like please subscribe, please uh, tell your friends, please leave a uh, review if you wouldn't mind. Uh, Indeed, Jake underscore doll uh, on Twitter. If again, if you're into that kind of punishment, <laughs> I'm I'm throwing bad stuff out there all the time. Bad after good. Uh, our opening and closing music is Blue Wave Theory. We thank them for their wonderful, wonderful contributions. Uh, heck yeah, heck yeah, indeed. Uh, that reminds me, Dick Dale died. Did you see that? I did see that. He he kind of inspired the type of music that we used yeah. as a as our music. Surf if you don't music, know who Dick Dale is, dude. Uh, the the song that's most attributed with Pulp Fiction that uh, I believe that I want to say that's called Miserloo. I could be wrong. That's though. Dick Dale. He kind of came up with that surfer rock music. Kind of yeah. morphed into rockabilly a little bit too. Really good stuff. So. That kind of sucks. He wasn't even so, that old. I think he was like late 70s, really? early 80s. No, that doesn't he wasn't seem, that old? <laughs> that doesn't seem that old anymore. I think People are living into the hundreds, man. I think if you make it to the 70s, you've, <clears throat> you you got there. Yeah, I mean, that's a good run. I'd be happy with 70. Yeah. Considering my dad passed at 61, I will be over the moon if I make it to 70. <laughs> so, with uh, that in mind, for Dick Dale fans everywhere and for buttholes everywhere... <laughs> Thanos I'm Jake. in particular. You've been listening to Late to the Party with Travis Tate. I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never.